0: The magical power of three is a roadmap to success, wealth and happiness. It is all about leveraging the number three to help you create your roadmap to success, wealth and happiness and drive results, but results that you want, outcomes that you want. We already have the number three in life. We're already leveraging it. Now it's what I'm suggesting is being intentional and purposeful with it.
1: The following is brought to you by Thrive, the end-to-end client experience platform that helps you get the job, manage the job, and get credit.
2: Hey, hey, this is Gordon Henry at Winning on Main Street, and this week you get to meet Cynthia Blackwell. Cynthia is a business and life strategist, success coach, public speaker, and the author of The Magical Power of Three. Welcome, Cynthia.
0: Well, thank you very much. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for the invitation.
2: Yeah, so very excited to speak with you. So you've just written a book called The Magical Power of Three. Let's just first unpack that. What is The Magical Power of Three? What's it all about?
0: Well, The Magical Power of Three is a roadmap to success, wealth, and happiness. It is all about leveraging the number three, to help you create your roadmap to success, wealth, and happiness and drive results, but results that you want, outcomes that you want. We already have the number three in life. We're already leveraging it. Now it's what I'm suggesting is being intentional and purposeful with it.
2: Great. So who are you writing to? Who's your audience for this book?
0: Well, there are really everyone, anyone that wants to get to the next level. However, specifically, I wrote the book for three people. Get it? The magical power of three. I wrote it for three specific people. So, the first person is that individual that is responsible for driving revenue, sales, profits for the company. So, a sales uh, professional, a business development professional, or someone who's in fundraising. The second person is anyone who is in a leadership role or is viewed as a leader within the organization or in their life, which is all of us really, see, or the third person, the entrepreneur or business owner, because that person wears the hats of the first two people every single day. And so those are the three people that I wrote the book for.
2: Okay, so it's a roadmap to success for, as you've said, three different types of people. Um, Give us a flavor of what you talk about in the book that helps. Well, let's talk about the sales leadership group, first of all, then we'll get to the individuals. So for sales leaders, how do you help them, you know, build their sales teams, build their pipelines, you know, do the kinds of things they want to be doing, but maybe you're held back from.
0: Okay. Well, one of the first things that I focus on is disc and personalities and understanding who am I, Where's my dot on the graph? And what does my shade look like on that graph? Meaning, who am I? Who do I get along with the best? Who do I connect with? Because even from a leadership perspective, if we connect with another person, especially a direct report, it's so much easier for us to be able to um, coach them, support them, influence them, help them to learn and master the skills that are necessary in order for them to not just meet the bare minimums, but exceed them, and be extremely successful. So, leveraging desk and personalities, um, I would say the second thing is leveraging the number three. So from a sales leadership perspective, I want my sales guy or my sales guy gal to focus on three specific things. First, prospects and filling their pipeline, but with qualified opportunities. So if I'm intentional, then I'm going to go look for and find what it is that I'm looking for, which are qualified leads to add to my pipeline. Second, Area I want them to focus on are existing customers people buy from people they like they trust and respect and you have a 50 50 chance of doing business or increasing business with someone you already have a relationship with the third one would be their referral partners and those people that bring them those warm introductions and referrals and so just though just those two things if from a sales leadership perspective if they focus on those two things wow it will blow their mind the um, um, amount of, you know, forward movement and momentum that they'll experience for themselves as well as for their team.
2: How did I do Did
0: I answer your question.
2: Yeah, no, that's awesome. But okay. So that's, I can see how this would be very helpful, very beneficial to salespeople and sales leaders. How about for, you mentioned entrepreneurs, regular entrepreneurs or even would be entrepreneurs who want to get to the next level. How does this apply to them?
0: Okay, so first we're going to go to self-awareness and we're going to go to DISC. And so we are all, all of us have done this, which is that ugly thing of self-sabotage, right? Mm. Because we have this, you know, personality and this is who we are and this is what makes us up. And at the end of the day, we use those things as excuses as to why we did not do this, right? And so the first thing that I focus on with an entrepreneur is, What's their personality that start from within so we can identify and truly create that roadmap for you of what does success, wealth, and happiness look like for you and your business? So we're going to make goal, create goals and objectives personally and professionally. But first, let's start with you. Where's your dot? What does your shading look like? What's important to you? So then that way you can recognize what your strengths are and what your lesser strengths are, because I don't believe we have weaknesses. Lesser mm-hmm. strengths. So, then that way, when we recognize that emotion coming, or we recognize that feeling of, yeah, procrastination on them, or, you know, I'm not going to follow up with that person. And I know I'm going to screw it up if I don't follow up with that person, but oh, whatever, I don't feel like it. So, those self sabotage things that we do for our, to ourselves and for ourselves. The second thing is, again, leveraging disc and my knowledge of personalities so I can create a partnership with the right people the right people that are going to help me grow my business and achieve the things that I want to achieve from my attorney, to my banker, to my accountant, and the list goes on. This also applies to the key components or the key roles that I need on my team as I'm building my team. If I need a chief operating officer, if I need someone that's in charge of operations, I don't need someone that doesn't have much of an eye for detail, but is very charismatic and great with people. I want that person in sales. So I'm going to be intentional to find that person and put them in sales or customer service. I'm going to go look for someone that has an eye for detail, is a little more pragmatic, methodical, and analytical. So they can truly keep their eye on the ball for me, with me to grow the company. So those little things, and they sound like little things. These are things that we pr- many of us do naturally, but what I'm proposing is be intentional and purposeful and intentional with what you do and how you do it so we can drive outcomes, but not just drive outcomes, get the outcomes that we want, right? The outcomes that we want.
2: Absolutely. So Cynthia, uh, you, what's your background that you came to write this book and have all this knowledge to be able to help sales leaders and entrepreneurs?
0: Okay, well, this will make you laugh. I received um, my PhD um, in raising children. So my husband and I have six children. They're all adults now, five girls and a boy. And so I learned all about sales tactics and approaches, handling objections, right? Inviting them, negotiating. But I will tell you that I still tell my grandchildren today who are toddlers, I do not negotiate with terrorists, okay? Um, But, you know, leadership. And the list goes on, not to mention, you know, then taking that and applying it to my professional life, being in business development and sales or fundraising, supporting, you know, organizations, missions from a philanthropic perspective. I've done that all my life. But, um, you know, again, it started at home with my personal life. And that's why I have the motto, plan your work and work your plan, which is chapter eight of the magical power of three and the importance of having a plan. Because if we don't plan, we plan to fail. But again, I learned this at home and just experiences teach, not words. And so, again, the different experiences that I've had being um, in corporate America, building teams, um, leading people to be successful or leading them to the door so they can find their destiny elsewhere. Um, So, yeah, at home and at work. Did I answer your question?
2: Yeah. So- Yeah. So interesting. Um, what do you find when you're talking to salespeople is the main reason they get stuck? What's what holds them back from achieving success? Is it just organizational skills? Is it personality? What, what, what do you find are the main reasons and how do you how do you help them overcome? Um, well, first,
0: I'm going to say, yes, their personality. Um, because if their personality isn't meshing and they don't love what they do, they're not going to be successful. And I don't care what it is in life that we do. If, we don't, if we're not passionate about it and we don't love it, you know, serving people, that's what sales is in business development. It's building a relationship and serving others, identifying a solution and how do you connect with them? You know, habit number four, it's got to be a win-win. And so the number one thing that I would say is self-awareness for salespeople and sales professionals, because they need to know who they are, the personalities that they connect with and mesh with the best, um, so they can really, I mean, just go hug wild and have a great time, make a lot of money, meet a lot of people and build some incredible relationships. I would say the second thing is the lack of structure. Salespeople tend to get up in the morning and, you know, they get through their morning routine, getting the kids off to school or doing whatever it is that they do. And then they're like, Hmm. Okay. Let me look at my calendar. Hmm. Who should I? Hmm, yeah, where should I? Hmm. So it's like getting in the car and, and then asking yourself, okay, I got the engine going. I've got the heater on, depending upon where you're at. I'm in Florida. So we got the AC going. Where am I going? We should know the answer to that before we put our butt in the seat in the driver's seat. And so I would say structure hmm. structure is the second thing. And then I would say the third thing is fear, the fear of success the fear of failure, the fear of giving the wrong answer. So fear paralyzes people and stops them dead in their tracks. And so that's why I opened up earlier in our conversation about helping people over identify self-sabotage and how to conquer it, how to get through it. Because the crazy person in our head doesn't stop saying negative things to us, right? We can't break up with ourselves. We're stuck Hmm. with ourselves forever, eternity. So I hear.
2: Hmm. Got it. So, uh, you know, I understand how you help people with this. Um, have you been able to prove some demonstrable results? I would love to know whether you have in your, sp- I know you do public speaking and your books and your video logs, all these different things, vlogs and all these different things that you have done. Have you found that you've been able to move salespeople who do get stuck to get to the next level has it has it worked
0: oh yes so um i'll take a company construction for example right now in the united states and 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 abroad right just across the board in the world supply and demand are two different things right we've got demand from a construction perspective to you know just from a residential side right getting all the materials in let's get all of these shells done let's get these houses sold well it's a little difficult when we've got you know Um, a shortage of supplies. And so working with the client that I have now, yes, understanding that those are the dynamics, but not stopping them from continuing to fill the pipeline, build the right relationships and partnerships to get the supplies that they need. They They are going to close this year 44 million minimum when they were on target before we started working together to close about 28 million. So that gives you an idea. Or one salesperson, a young lady getting into again, coming fighting or managing her way through the challenges of the pandemic we're not physically meeting I mean more people are physically meeting in person today than they were three months ago or even last week it's just continuing to get better however coaching her and helping her to really leverage LinkedIn really leverage Zoom really leverage other technology and just shifting our mindset just a little bit don't erase the board. Don't change it. Identify what the wave looks like. Lean into the wave. So then that way you can leverage what we've got going on to, again, drive forward.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I I, uh, I was wondering when you work with companies, um, I know you do public speaking. Do you, do you speak to them as a group or do you get down to where you're working with individuals? I'm asking you this because we have people Listening, who may be interested in bringing you into a company, and I wanted to give people an idea of how it actually works.
0: Well, I do both. I've had I have an organization right now that has hired me to work only with the executive team from a what I call classroom style um, training and workshops. Um, uh, mm-hmm. But I also do one-on-one coaching, executive mm-hmm. coaching with an individual. It, you know, it could be one or two people on the executive team. It could be the CEO, and then I'm doing classroom style with the team. It all depends really on the uh, challenges um, and what is the initiative or project that we're working on. Is it to, you know, drive growth? Is it to, um, you know, for clarity of uh, the mission, vision, uh, and strategies of the organization, or is the executive team relatively new? We need to build you know, relationships amongst each other. So it really depends on what the outcomes are. What is it that we want? What is it that you want? So I can help you create that roadmap. And then now we lock arms and we execute and start moving forward and measure how we're doing.
2: Got it. Uh, That's awesome. Uh, When we come back, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit more about individuals and how individuals may be uh, benefiting from your services and, and the book you wrote. So we'll be right back with more from Cynthia Blackwell.
1: This episode of Winning on Main Street is brought to you by Thrive, the end-to-end client experience platform that includes everything small business owners need to meet their customers' expectations. Thrive's award-winning and fully mobile interface delivers technology previously reserved for big business to the fingertips of small business owners nationwide. Thrive's built specifically for small business, but there's nothing small about what it can do. Thrive handles your entire customer experience, helping business owners reach more customers, stay organized, get paid faster, and generate online reviews, all from a single device or screen. To learn more about Thrive, visit winningonmainstreet.com and click on Get a Demo. When it comes to software to run your business, there's no comparison. Check out Thrive today. We're back
2: with Cynthia Blackwell. And we were just talking about how Cynthia helps companies and the individuals within the company succeed. I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about individuals. So if somebody's listening to this or maybe saw your book and is thinking, thinking, you know, I want to get ahead in my career. I want to make more money or I want to have better relationships. um, How does someone, how do you help somebody like that? move ahead in their lives?
0: Well, the first thing that we do is um, I provide them with a link so they can complete their DISC um, uh, profile report or their assessment. So that that way we can together get to know them better. You know, what is their pace? What are their priorities? um, What is important to them besides what's just coming out of their mouth? But, you know, just naturally what's important to them and then spend some quality time together, identifying personally, what are the things that are important to you? And then professionally, we're going to spend 80 percent of our time on your professional career and those goals and objectives. But we're also going to have goals and objectives in your personal life because we've got to have true balance and synergy between both. If there's imbalance, you're going to be miserable no matter what. There's no such thing as being happy at work and unhappy at home. It just it flows into each other. And so again, it's identifying what does it mean for you to get to the next level and what does it look like? And so if it's career, I want to be an executive leader within the organization. Okay, well, now we're going to be more specific about the things that we focus on for you, like business acumen, um, you know, accounting, how to, you know, the basics of reading the financials, all these different kinds of things. If it's, I want to go from being a lower level or a, you know a beginner salesperson on the totem pole, and I want to get to that major level. Okay, well, what does that look like? Again, now we're going to start talking more about the products and services, the types of accounts that they're going after, the complexities of those accounts, and the products that serve the complexities of those customers and their understanding who do they have relationships within the organization both situ or both examples what do those internal relationships look like so what is their you know overall brand um so that's the tip of the iceberg
2: okay that's great so cynthia on our show uh woody on main street here we we talk a lot about how technology uh, helps small businesses get ahead. And one of the ways we met you actually was through technology. Our company makes a CRM system called Thrive. And, and I know you're a customer of Thrive. Yes. And so I wanted to ask you, how does this new technology, this software help you? And how do you think it might help others succeed, you know, embedding CRM software into the business?
0: OK, well, first off, before I answer your question, I'm going to say to everyone who's listening, if you're not a customer, I don't know what you're waiting for, but you need to sign up. OK, <laughs> just get it done. It will make life so much easier. This is my third company working with Rive, and I am very happy, extremely happy, and I make recommendations all the time to clients and, and people that I work with. So to answer your question, now that I did a shameless plug, <laughs> right? Um, So, you know, again, leveraging the magical power of three, there are three things, um, three points that I would want to make. And the first one is we've got to have structure. We've got to have processes and procedures and structure in place. That's what that way, us as business owners or, you know, professional salespeople, leaders, whatever, the less we have to worry about technology and the automation of whatever it is that we have to do on a daily basis the more freedom and flexibility we have to focus on the things that are are a priority. Mm -hmm. And that way now we're provided with the opportunity to prioritize our time and our tasks. The second thing um, I would say is very important and that I love about Thrive is the ease in using the product, Mm -hmm. Um, not only from the perspective of being a brand new customer, so to speak, or a brand new Um, bell or whistle that comes out, but the ability to not only use it as a customer and play with it and leverage it, but also click a button and make recommendations on what I liked about it and what I I would really love to see as a customer that would be helpful for me, and then someone actually listening and making adjustments to it. The third thing that I would say is having everything almost everything in one place to be able to access it one dashboard to go look for or go review oh it's it's priceless as a business owner you have um, you know multiple applications one for uh, you know uh, uh, video conferencing, another one for voice conferencing, and I'm just making stuff up, but, you know, another one for scheduling appointments, another one for the calendar, another one. I mean, it's just crazy, all of the different, you know, applications that are out there. And for me, it's just been the ease in having so many in one that supports sales, it supports um, ARAP, it supports my marketing, it supports my social media, and the list could go on.
2: Great, great. Thank you. Yeah, we, we, you know, know that a lot of small business owners, um, you know, have a lot of passion and skill at what they do, whether that's, uh, you know, preparing food or, you know, doing some financial service, whatever it is they do. But often the part about running the business is not necessarily something they were as prepared for. And so having a piece of software that can help them Automate their business so they don't have to take care of all those mundane daily tasks. And organize it um, is very helpful. That's great. Um, We just have a few minutes left, but I wanted to ask you a little bit about your family because you cited that as such a big reason why you sort of got into doing what you were doing. That that you kind of came from the you know having had I think you said six children grandchildren um, that this helped inform your approach to business. So why don't you talk a little bit about that what it was like raising. It sounds like a pretty large family, and how that helped prepare you.
0: Well, let's see. Um, uh, having them so, having six children and having them so close in age, mm-hmm. and all different personalities. When you talk about you know uh, coaching, when you talk about inspiring, when you talk about um, you know autocratic, right? Or situational leadership, no, I'm directing you. I'm teaching you how to clean the kitchen properly. You didn't do it properly and mommy's going to come behind you and I'm going to show you how to do it. Um, not to mention, you know, taking different generations um, into perspective too, um, because of the age range in the kids, I've got this generation at the beginning and I've got this other generation at the end. And so just the way that they, uh, uh, critical thinking, the way that they approach decision-making, the way that they um approach you know the, their love languages right because i'm also certified on the five languages of appreciation at work which is the five love languages you know how i showed them love and encouragement had to be different how i disciplined one was different than the other for one personality i could say hey listen i'm going to be very direct or i don't like that and i don't appreciate that behavior and it won't be tolerated stop it whereas the next one i'd have to say, "Honey." Can I talk to you for a moment? That behavior is unacceptable. And let me can I tell you why it's unacceptable and why I'm disappointed? Literally two completely different conversations, but I'm saying the same thing. Um, It would just resonate differently. Um, I would say um, also having grandchildren. Boy, that's fun. I love having grandkids. I love cooking for them. They appreciate everything about me and they think Mimi is the best of the best of the best right <laughs> um my children i think still think i'm pretty cool and groovy but you know it's just a different dynamic now <laughs> right That's what
2: i hear That's what i hear. yes well um we're as i said we're just about out of time but i wanted to give you one last uh, chance to tell listeners what is the one thing from your your pitch your book what is the one thing you want people to remember about about you
0: The one thing to remember about me is this. If you want to succeed, then take control of your life. Don't accept any excuses. And it starts first thing in the morning. Carpe diem, man. First thing in the morning, we all have a morning routine. If you get anything from this conversation, do an assessment and analysis of your morning routine. What are you doing every single morning when you wake up to set yourself up for success. You're either setting yourself up for success or you're setting yourself up for failure every single day or frustration. You pick the F word. (laughs) But (laughs) number one thing is your morning routine. Set yourself up for success.
2: That's great. Well, I'm uh, thinking hard about what I'm going to say, how I'm going to set myself up for success tomorrow. So I'll (laughs) Just like this, look. Today...
0: I am conquering my day with no fear, no matter what's thrown at me. Today, I'm conquering my day with no fear, no matter what.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Cynthia, thank you so much for stopping by. Really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for the invitation. I loved it.
2: Yeah, great to uh, have you here. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell a friend or colleague to subscribe. And please leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Until next time, make it a great week.